as I said, whatever voice notes that are going to be coming through from now, let's focus them on our next guest. He'll be with us until we say goodbye right here on the show. As you know, Lockdown Radio, we've been catching up with uh, all sorts of very interesting, high-profile, middle-profile, low-profile, as long as you've got a profile. <laughs> oh, man. Given this uncertainty surrounding uh, the PSL resumption as well, it actually goes without saying that uh, uh, teams have been caught between a rock and a hard place, eh? soldiering on, continuing to do their utmost best to keep their squads uh, pretty much intact and, and fit, hopefully. And now, well, we've been during these unprecedented times as Marawa Sports Worldwide, trying to catch up, though, with different coaches. Uh, tonight, we head hunt. Hmm. We head hunt uh, one of the league's most successful gaffers, as they call them, in the UK. In South Africa, no, no, no. Don't think I was saying the other word. <laughs> hey, hey. Mr. Gavin Hunt, how are you, sir? Hey, Mr. Abdinho. All right, son. Pitvers <laughs> Vitz coach. You still coaching Pitvers Vitz? No, I'm disappointed that the comrades has been cancelled. Oh, I was looking forward to it. You know, I've been training really hard. Yeah. I know, you have been on your couch. <laughs> Yeah, running around the block and then kicking it back under the bed, yeah. Hey, it's crazy times. What do you think hey. of the Durban July, man? Durban July also might be happening behind closed doors. Just the horses this time, no more fashion and stuff. Listen, you know, Rob, the, the, you know, the, the sad part about people can complain and, they, and I hear all the comments, but it's an industry that, that employs a lot of thousands and thousands of people, you know, mm. from the grooms to the... People that run the state, you know, there's people that depend on those jobs. So, you know, I mean, if they can do it, they must do it. I mean, gee whiz, people, it's like golf courses. You know, people say, oh, it's a privileged sport. But you know how many people get employed on golf courses around this country? Thousands, hundreds of thousands, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, from Blumen, you know, so all these types of things, hopefully we can get them going again, you know. I mean, what's the effect, though? Because a lot of people who've been punting for uh, for golf to come back uh, do believe that naturally within golf there is that natural yeah. distancing as well. So you're yeah. not asking for people to no. do more. What's your take on that? Well, if you play with us, Rob, there is a lot of distancing balls in the bush. You know? <laughs> one guy's going left, one guy's going right. <laughs> if you play with us, so there's lots of social distancing. <laughs> we might see each other on the tee again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh. look, uh, look, at the, look at the sport that, I mean, there's, there's a lot of social distancing, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I think you've got to look further into that. I mean, you look at the guys, at the greenkeepers and the guys that work on the golf courses and the, the barmans and, I mean, it's just everything around the golf courses and it's a big, big industry, you know. It's like horse racing. There's a, thousands and thousands of people that get employed in, the, in, in these industries that are, are really struggling, you know, really struggling. I mean... I mean, if you take football as well, the security guards and the people around the stadiums, you know, we've got a fund running for the security guards and things like that, you know, to try and help them and pay them because they rely on the games, you know. So it's very sad, but hopefully we can get out of this, you know. Uh, what's your feeling? Because, you know, everybody's trying something somewhere somehow to get football back. I know German Bundesliga is going to be happening mm-hmm. soon. Um, 
Uh, I think EPL are looking at mid-June to try and get things back, but they're still trying to do it orderly, despite the fact that the coronavirus numbers and stats and deaths are at a shockingly high rate right now in Europe, but they want to try to come back. The league, as well as SAFA, are in talks. There was a joint liaison committee meeting this week, uh, so it's left up to the medics now to come up and give the suggestions, but it looks like it will be level one only that football will come back. You, as a former player, you as a current coach and a successful coach, you're looking at this unprecedented situation, Gavin. What's your take, an honest take? Well, the honest take is, uh, you know, I I really feel if you go through all the medical protocols and and all that, you know, and everybody is is getting tested on a daily basis and and you might have to quarantine teams and that, you know. Uh, You might have to stay together for a couple of weeks, you know what I'm saying? And then try and play. I think if you can do it along those lines and, and have sort of maybe centralized venues where the problem is you're going to have teams complaining about, but I mean, it's either it's got to be one way or the other. You know, you're either going to have to play in a centralized venue or something where there's a couple of venues used and you all play and we stay quarantined and we play from there. Or I'm not sure the other way around it. I mean, there's definitely a no go with the supporters. We understand that. That's behind closed doors. I mean, and that's going to be some time still. But I think, um, really, realistically, if we can get out there, and, and even if you have to train in smaller groups, like they've done, you know, in Europe and that, where, you know, I'll bring in, maybe I'll, I'll have to be there the whole day, but that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. we can train smaller groups and then just play and, and really get the season finished. I think that's important. That's the most important thing, you know. And, and, and the fact that it is a contact sport, though, Gavin, the, the yeah. fact that players have yeah. got to spit, uh, which is part of the reason, again, we were talking comrades mm. now, saying that, you know, when you run as an athlete, you know yeah, that yeah. phlegm yeah. So build like up it. and you've yeah. got to spit. So even if you, yeah. people blow their noses on the, on the pitch, et cetera. So yeah. all of those things that, you know, when it comes to COVID-19, it's, yeah. it's very anti that that is what is prevalent in football. I, I mean, I, I mean, you know, you watch. We all watch the world news all around the world every single day because there's not much else to do. Um, and, and they're talking about no contact. So that that is a problem. I mean, you can't play football without any contact. Uh, you know, so I, I, I don't know how you're going to get around that. But certainly for me, uh, I think if we do all the checks and, and all the medical, you know, and everybody seems to be fine, I think we've got to try and get out of this and try and train and try and play as, as quick as we can. You know, I mean. Um, I don't think there's, there's there's no problem to finish the league. I think uh, I think you, you can be, it can be even if it's months time we must finish. We must finish that before we start a new one. I don't think you can sort of do what uh, Holland did and who else? I, I can't think of the other league that did it. Belgium, well, Belgium yeah, and yeah. France. Yeah. I think they've jumped the gun a little bit too quickly. I think uh, you got to finish off. Uh, there's too much at stake, Rob. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and financially, everybody's been crippled as it is already. So, but there's too much at stake now with uh, relegation and uh, you know promotions and uh, Champions League spots and you know and things like that. You know, and people on you know there's players on bonuses where they finish or, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, in the league, you know, the contracts. So there's a lot. There's a lot at stake. You know, from that. I mean, that's thinking selfishly. You know what I'm saying? From a football perspective, sure. which is pretty much the question that you asked me. But from the medical side, you know, we got to be. It's got to be all above board, I think, before we play, you know. And I think there's, there's also talk of giving players opportunity to say if they don't want to play, they're not happy, well, you know, maybe you have to look at that as well, you know. I'm not sure.
Mm-hmm. Well, I saw when was it last week, I think, or over the weekend, uh, the comments that were made by Danny Rose. I mean, he was basically saying that uh, I won't be able to read all of it for those that didn't yeah. not have read it. They're yeah. saying that the government's uh, saying bring back football to boost the morale of the nation. He says, I don't give a mm about the nation's morale. People's lives are at risk. Football yeah. shouldn't be spoken about till numbers have dropped massively. He says this is BS. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's his personal opinion. I mean, I, I forget about the morale of the country. I don't think that is a, you know, I wouldn't go so far with morale, but I, w- I would go so far as to say uh, the people in the industry, you know what I'm saying? It, it, because everybody's in their own industry, where whatever people, everyone walks a life is, so everybody's trying to get their own industry up and going again, you know, whatever it is, and we're obviously in the football world, so you know, people in football, we want to get playing, you know, and get moving, but obviously, as I said, right uh, from the start, we need to you know, have all the medical approvals and all that stuff, you know, and you know, the daily checks on people and and that type of thing, you know. So, um, I mean, I actually spoke to Ben, when is it, a couple of days ago, you know, from Pirates. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I actually wanted to find out, what, what, like, what was it? How does he feel? He said, listen, it's a very bad dose of flu, you know, in terms of how his body felt and how he is, you know. And uh, and, and I said, okay. And I said, well, do you think you're ever gonna, not going to make it? He said, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm joking. I'm not joking about it. But I'm, I'm saying it with a... You know, he said, no, he's, he's okay. He's coming out of it and he seems to be fine, you know. So Ben Mutsuari is recovering? Yeah, he's recovering. And, uh, you know, he says, look, I mean, he's, he's, he's weak and obviously for what, he, what his body went through, but he's, he certainly feels he's, he's you know, he's, he's on the upward curve. So I said, well, that's fantastic, you know. Obviously, I was mm-hmm. concerned because I obviously had a bit of, you know, I was with him for a few years, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good sign. So when when they play, and, and I think a couple of people as well asking, saying that uh, will Coach Gavin uh, be comfortable to play a game behind closed doors without uh, his top five or so players uh, being positive of COVID-19? Uh, well, obviously, that, that's what I said. Those type of things, uh, I mean, if, if it's five or if, it, if it's one or, you know, I, 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 you know that, those are the type of things I'm sure there, there's got to be a few rules put in place before... I mean, if you've got five, I'm, I would think we, you know, we can get the game. Uh, you know, we left to postpone it, or we'll have something left mm-hmm. to happen. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, if you've got a case, please God, we don't have one. You know, um, sure. you know, um, we got to, we got to say, we've got to play. You know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. It sounds like I'm like a selfishness, but it, I'm just talking from a football perspective. I'm not talking. You know, really, we've got to be looking at the, the, the health and safety of everybody first before anything gets done. That's, there's no doubt about it. But mm. if you say we go, we go, you know what I mean, you know? Mm. Um, but there's got to be some sort of rule. Look, if it's hit the team and the epidemic, I'm sure, you know? Um, you know? And it, uh, yeah. Well, so a lot's got to change. I mean, there's got to be f- uh, five substitu- substitutes that yeah, are well, being uh, targeted to thing. be. Yeah, because, I'm, I'm, I mean, you, yeah. you need preseason, remember, Kevin. Now you've yeah. had a downtime of yeah. about 40, almost 50 days now. Now Which you've got to always get normally back. Have, yeah, yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so you've got to get yeah. back again into yeah, some yeah. form of regeneration of some yeah. of I've some. always said, I've always said that football's going to change in the world anyway. And people said I'm, yeah. ch- I'm crazy. I said football's going to change where I think it's going to go like American football. And people said, what are you talking about? I, I've said this years ago. I mm. think you're going to have a situation where you're going to have to, uh, 25 players on the on the bench, uh, and you can change as many as you like. 
Um, I think it's going to go like that. And I think maybe, this, you know, people say, are you crazy? Where you'll have an attacking team and you'll have a defensive team and you'll have a, a 10 minute uh, where you can put on all your attackers or it's going to be, it's going to be something like that. I'm telling you, football's <laughs> it's going like oh. that. <laughs> I, I love that thinking. Keep that thought, uh, Gavin. Have a quick sip of water. Good day, Rob. My name is Siposeto from Port Elizabeth. I have a question, man, to Mr. Kevin Hunt. My question to him is, uh, there was a season uh, whereby uh, Vets University, Daniel got rele- relegated. But the season before, I think they won the league. My question to, to, to him is, uh, why? what was the point of changing the squad that was doing very well last season? Why did he change and put in new faces? But the way guys that were doing the job last season, what was the point of that? Thanks. Uh, good evening, good evening again, uh, Rob, uh, and the guest there, Mr. Gavin Hunt. Yeah, my future coach. Uh, yeah, that guy. He's he's the one who can take us far as Kaiser Chiefs. Please ask him if does he harbor a thought of coaching Kaiser Chiefs one day. And I think that must be after this uh, COVID-19. Really, I appreciate that guy. He's only in need of a good team like his achieved, and he can see his career flourishing. Please, please, Rob, ask Mr. Gavin Hunt if he would really, really like to join us. It's Tenjue Labase from Velcom Pedelia. Really, he must... He must send his CV whenever there is a space at Kaiser Chiefs, please, and ask him if he ever went for interview at Kaiser Chiefs, please. We need that coach. Rob, my figure here. I just have a question for Coach Kevin Hunt. Um, When is he going to coach one of the biggest? clubs in South Africa and uh, another question is that now does he have ambitions to one day coach uh, Bafana Bafana and also international or maybe in the UK Good evening Robert uh, Good evening to Mr. Kevin Hunt It's Libra here um, Mr. Kevin Hunt uh, which player, um, youngster in at Bidvest Vets uh, that uh, you can say this one you must look out for as South African football fans. He's one for the future, especially for uh, the national team. Which player, uh, a youngster, maybe in the academy or in the um, in the MTC or Bedvest Vets, who we, who we've uh, you know yes he's he's a Bedvest Vets, but you have not noticed which. That do you think uh, people must watch out for at Bidvest Vets, and he will he'll he'll make things happen. He'll be he'll come out firing uh, one day. So, which player in his team can you say this player is one for the future? And football fans in South Africa must look out for. Thank you very much. Hello, 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 there, Rob. Rob, can you ask uh, Governor? Why don't we just uh, end this season and uh, give Kaiser Chiefs uh, a lead? And uh, we relegate. We don't relegate any team. We promote the two teams in the first division. That's it. Next season, it will be 18 teams instead of just the risky. It's a risk now.
All right, in conversation with uh, Coach uh, Kevin Hunt, is the head coach of Bidvest Events on Lockdown Radio, right here on Mara Sports Worldwide, on Metro FM, as well as Radio 2000. Uh, thanks for your patience. I heard one of the voice notes alluding to the fact that Kevin Hunt must uh, submit uh, his CV. Well, his CV is very straightforward. Uh, besides everything else that he's done, he managed to finish in the top three of the absolute premiership in ten of the last 13 seasons with Supersport United, as well as Vitz, a record that is unrivaled among his current peers. I'm not going to talk about the back-to-back-to-back, but hey, prior to the league halt, Hunty's students were following a string of catch-up games, lying, what, sixth spot with 38 points accumulated from uh, the 21 games. I don't even know where they would have finished the season by now, but that is why we're having this conversation. Uh, Gavin, uh, okay, let me quickly rattle through uh, some of these here. Maybe let me pick up with the last one that said, what's your thoughts about giving Chiefs the league title, taking no relegation from the PSL, but taking two teams at the top of the Atlanta Africa Championship and making it 18 teams? Uh, no, that can't happen. <laughs> I, I think that can never happen. That'll never be voted in. I don't think that'll ever happen. Um, no, I think, Rob, uh, you know, I mean, Chiefs have been really good this season, but I, I think it, it'll be a little bit unfair on the rest of everybody. I think the biggest problem is the relegation and the promotion. You know, teams want to come up, and, and I don't think... I don't think the the PSL would change it back to 18 teams now, you know. Even though in my day it was 20 teams, 18 teams, you used to have, you know, those days, you know. Um, but I don't think it'll ever go back there. I think the 16 teams is, you know, it's, it's big enough for South Africa. Okay. And the other one was from Libra saying that as any youngster uh, within the Bidwesvitz oh. team, whether the, in the what? Oh. Uh, the, the the juniors or the current team, uh, MDC, etc., that you would say, look out for this player for the future? Yeah, well, look, I mean, our MDC team's top of the league. It's, it's, you know, uh, I'm sure they'd, they'd say, let's finish the league now as well, because they're top of the league. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's no, you know, um, they've done exceptionally well. Uh, yeah. But there's a good few players, and, and we've promoted quite a few, you know. I've been obviously looking at players at training, but we've got the young Solly, young Rowan, Rowan Newman, um, we also got the young Phillips. Um, you know the goalkeepers have been playing with us. Uh, boy in midfield is so. There's a good few, and the way that the transfer market's working, we might have to go more there than than you know be able to get players in because of you know what will happen after this lockdown. So uh, there's certainly one. Or two, there's certainly three, maybe four. We got two boys in Portugal as well who are coming back. Um, you know they've been playing there, uh, and they'll certainly come into the into the. Into you know, into the equation a little bit more as well. So, yeah, looks good. All is is cooking with the youngsters there. Um, says, when will the coach of Bidvesvitz coach one of the biggest clubs in South Africa? Now, this is a question I can tell you, Kevin, whether it's on Twitter. Uh, I've been checking during the news. I'm sure uh, you've heard this gazillion times. I think let's put this to bed once and uh, for all. Regarding yeah. coaching one of the biggest clubs, firstly, before we deal about kinds of chiefs separately, mm. when will that happen? I, you know, Rob, I've worked for very good clubs, and I'm at a very good club now. So those things are all about the right place, the right time. If something happens, you know, and, and those jobs, you don't, you can't sort of, uh, 
they know who they want to get. And so if they want to get somebody, they will get him, you know, um, it's, be it me, be it anybody. But I mean, those, uh, you know, you don't, you never, you can't hold your breath. You know what I mean? Obviously, if you go there, you know, your chances of winning are much greater. We all know that uh, because of all the reasons. So, um, you know, that's obviously, it's always attractive to any coach. But, I mean, where I am is a very, very good club, and I'm very happy, and they've treated me very, very well. And, um, you know, those, those, that's timing. That's all about timing, right place, right time. You know, you can look what happened. A lot of the coaches that they've had, uh, a lot of those guys never had jobs, and they were employed, and they got opportunities and things like that. So that's all about timing. I'm sure you're aware of the compliments that have been attributed to uh, the Kansas Chiefs chairman, Mr. Kaizam Taung, in terms of your, as okay. well as Pitsum Simanda's successes? Um, I saw some in the media, yes, very nice words, you know, and, you know, when Mr. Matong speaks, we all listen, because he doesn't speak too much. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's got, you know, he's always a very humble and very nice man every time I've met him, and I've known him, I mean, I, you know, I've known him for many, many years, and, you know, I'm talking when I played from, you know, the 80s, you know, right through into the 90s, so, you know, he's got a fantastic football club, and, and certainly the biggest supported football club in South Africa and the most successful, you know, if you look at the history of Kaiser Chiefs, so uh, great football club and uh, great institutions, so you know, you really got to take, tip your cap to the man, what he's done, you know, starting a team like he did, coming back from America and I mean, that whole story is I mean, it's a real unbelievable story and, and what they are today, they're a real power so, it's uh, I thank you very much, you know But have you this was according to, I mean, you would have heard that voice note from Tenji where he was very impassioned about uh, saying that, you know, Coach Gavin Hunt is uh, the, the future coach of my current team, which is Kaiser Chiefs. Have you harbored any thoughts of coaching Kaiser Chiefs? Those were his words. Well, obviously, I mean, it's very, it's, it's difficult because they, they, they have got somebody employed in us and I'm employed at a football club. So, you know, if, I mean, if, if you look at football, when I played, obviously they were the, uh, the, the biggest club, and they still are, you know, up, and, and they were winning most of the trophies in my time, um, you know, so they were certainly, everybody looked up to them. But it's never been, I mean, as I said, if, that thing, if things like that happen in the future, well, so be it. You know, I was very close to guys like Jeff Butler, who was with me at Seven Stars, you know, after he finished it, uh, you know, he worked with me at Seven Stars, and, and he told me some, you know, about how, what it was like to coach guys at Chiefs and things like that, and it was great stories, you know. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's never been, it's never been, uh, it's, you know, it's, I've always had, you know, I've been in work, thank God, you know, and mm-hmm. I've been blessed to have a job. Uh, but as I said, those things will come if it comes, if it doesn't, well, so be it, you know. And that also goes in line because I think the other question had to do with uh, the biggest clubs, but also Bafana Bafana, uh, which I'm sure you, you've had come your way a gazillion times as well. And yeah, still... that's, yeah, that, I mean, uh, I think if, if you're involved in as a, as a player, you know, you want to play in a World Cup. I mean, I would think, you know, that's got to be the ultimate. Any player you want to play in, we, never had a, we never had a chance because there was no national team in our place. <laughs> right. So, we, you know, we couldn't uh, strive to anything. Now, as a coach, I mean, that's got to be a dream of, of any coach, I would think, anywhere in the world, is to go with a national team to a World Cup. I mean, that's got to be the ultimate as a coach. Yeah. As a player, you want to play in as a coach, you know. I would think as a, as, a, as, a, as a newspaper guy or a reporter to go to the World Cup and report or, you know, be a commentator or something like that or an analyst or uh, an anchor or whatever you call these guys, you know, at a World Cup, that's got to be the ultimate. 
So for a coach, I mean, that's certainly for me, that's a real dream of mine to go to a World Cup with a national team, wherever it may be, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, it's one of the things when I had a, a conversation with uh, Militant Shradojevic, uh, Micho, in, in accepting, again, a job with yeah. the national team, yeah. uh, said exactly that, Gavin. I mean, he said, I mean, we saw what he did in Uganda, and it was a brilliant yeah. job that he did. Yeah. And then came back to club football, now he's gone to Zambia, uh, you know, a nation that has done extremely mm-hmm. well as far as the Africa Cup of Nations is concerned. But he says, you know what, for him, it is about the presence of the national team at mm-hmm. a World Cup. That is the ultimate yeah. for him. And that's why he's, escaped, he's accepted that job. Yeah, look, he's, you know, he's, he's worked in this African scene, obviously much more than me in terms of national teams. Um, I always feel a national team should be an older coach. Uh, that's my opinion. Because when you coach national teams, you're not really working on a day-to-day basis in terms of physically on the field. Where I still want to be on the grass and kick the ball and, and mm-hmm. uh, get involved in, in, in you know, in, in, in whatever it is, you know. As a national team coach, I mean, you're watching a lot of football and you're picking teams and you're giving the players for two, three days and playing. And So I've always felt the national team should always have an older guy because really, are you really a coach in a national team? You're more a selector, aren't you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And putting a team together and, 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 and setting a strategy and then off you go. You know, I mean, and then if you get to tournaments and things like that, you can lay down. and But you should have bedded down your the way you want to do things through the campaign, you know, the, the qualifying campaigns to get to the World Cups and stuff. So that's all, you know, I've always felt it's for an older guy. But if the opportunity comes, you know, I mean, gee whiz. But it's really, very difficult because there's a lot, a lot of good, fantastic coaches around the world. And then there's, there's, there's also the guys who, who, who go around all these national teams around the world who've got, you know, they, they, they're well connected, you know. Mm. And, and, I, and I think the earlier question says when Vitz almost got relegated. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's talked about the point of changing the squad. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's not true because we didn't change the team. We try to, we try to uh, add value to the team and bring in more players. And maybe that was a little mistake where we brought in one or two, actually two or three players. Uh, we, we were, if I had the chance today, I would have signed them again to come in and to add value and obviously things didn't work out, you know. Um, and maybe, you know, people say, uh, yeah, we changed the team, we never changed the team. We just added one or two in and that's where the problem came in because, you know, it didn't really work out. But we still won a cup that season <laughs> and there was a lot of close, close games, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was what, what... disappointing from being in the top three for four or five years or we were third, third, second, first and then... 13th and then back to third last year again, you know, so it was disappointing to have that one bad season like that, you know. That's crazy, though, but did you did you find, though, that it, it tested your resolve, uh, given Patience, like we've said yeah, before? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we, 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 yeah, we've, yeah. we've seen you turn around teams, even the Black Leopards yeah. you were able to put yeah, into a top yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah the, the, you know, lot that, not last season, the season before was my worst season ever in 25 years as a coach. Uh, literally my worst season. I mean, the Swallows, we were in a, we did well there, you know, Leopards, we did, you know, even at Lennox and the Seven Stars, we did very, very well. So, two years ago was the worst season in 25 years. First time, I think the first time out of the top eight, you know. Um, So, it was very, I I think that first, the first 15 games, uh, it felt like, you know, I've never been involved in football in my life before. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, that's what it felt like to me. I thought, and I said to myself after 15 games, because that was at our worst, we were at the bottom of the league. And I said, right, let me just get back to basics. What, what has worked for me? And then we won the next four, three, four games in a bounce and 
You know, we should have we should have come on the last day in the last half an hour. We were six <laughs> with all the games. You know, they all kick off at the same time. Yeah, so we yeah, get information. Yeah. We were six in the league, and then when the game finished, we ended up thirteenth. Well, that's because Supersport, we were fourteenth, got points from AX, and they jumped. Oh, it was an absolute disaster. You know what I mean? That whole IX story where they, people got points and they just jumped above us. and So we should have ended up in the top eight again. But anyway, it didn't happen, you know. But that was, it was a real eye-opener for me to say, look, just go back to basics and, uh, and, and go back to that, you know. The issue around being in charge, Kevin, I know that it's something very close to your heart and which you shared with the South African Football Journalists Association recently, uh, saying that if, if you want to coach you have got to be the boss. When you say the boss, uh, you talk about the buying yeah, of players, yeah, the it selling came out, of players. It came out a bit wrong, that. It came out a bit wrong. But the boss yeah. in the terms of, in terms of, on the field, in terms of, because, I mean, Rob, let's, let's, let's not beat it down the bush. There's a lot of yeah. clubs in South Africa that, that uh, you know, coaches get told, and that's why coaches leave and come, who to play, who not to play, what to do. You know what I'm saying? And And obviously, it's everybody's, uh, it's the interest in the club, whatever they do there. But I mean, you need to be, you know, you need to be calm and, and you, you don't also need to have realistic goals in South Africa, you know, where your team is, well, how good is your team? Where should we, what should we be trying to achieve? Yes, we want to improve, but you also need to have realistic goals, you know, because I mean, you, I listen to some people at the beginning of the season, they say they're going to win the league. I'm thinking to myself, where are they? Are they on Mars or the moon or where they are? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know? Um, so the boss in terms of, Financially, you can't do much about it. If you need to sell, like all the clubs that I generally, we need to sell, we need to budget book, we need to, you know, so you have to sell a few players. Well, I understand it, but that's going to affect the results, you know. Mm. Uh, and we don't, we're not going to be as strong as we were or whatever, you know. So uh, you've got to understand it, you know what I mean. And obviously the man in the street doesn't understand it, but you've got to be boss of your own uh, destiny. That's the that's the word I'm, I'm trying to be looking for. Mm. I'm not saying... You know, there's clubs that have got structures and, you you know, you need to work through the structures and things like that. But you, you need to be boss to say, can, is it possible for me to get Mr. X or this? These are the two players. Can I get one or two of them? No, you can't. No money. Okay, fine. So what do we do now? We need to look this and this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the type of thing you, you need, you know. You can't have, um, I think, if you look if you look at Mamelodi Sundowns, they've done, why are they had such a big turnaround? Because now it puts a... Before a lot of players were coming, they were, I would think they were signed players. And I think, no, why did they sign a player like that? They've got three, four, five, or six in the same mold, but now they're signing more around what he wants. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, that's important. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at some clubs, they, they, they must have eight wingers. I said, well, what do they do with all those wide players? I mean, they just keep signing wingers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, and then you look at a team that hasn't got a certain type of play and you think, well, why haven't they got that? And they sign more ball players because that's the way they want to play. And, and they suffer. But if they sign, that's where I'm talking about the, being the boss in terms of we don't need another left wing. We need a, a, a left fullback or we need a center midfield player. You know what I'm saying? That's, mm-hmm. a, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's more what I was trying to say. And it comes across, I'm the boss. And nobody, no, it's not like that. Sure, I'm saying, sure. well, I mean, I get every day, your CEO comes and says, listen, this player is available, do you want him? I said, no, we can't. Yes, he's a very good player, I want to sign him, but what are we going to do with him? I've got so-and-so, 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 when we need a center midfield player, or we need a wide player, or we need a striker, or we need this, that's what we need. But he's a good player. I said, well, we don't need that player. <laughs> wow. 
you know, you, do you understand where I'm going with it? With yeah, that, that, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, it's like it's like, it's like having three goalkeepers, and you want to sign another goalkeeper. I said, what are we going to do with four goalkeepers? Yeah, and then, then you yeah. then I say I want a striker, but there's no money because the money's in the goalkeeping department. <laughs> do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? But the, the, there's also a conflict of interest as well amongst some of the coaches because they play both the role of a coach and also a role of an agent. Oh, yeah, well, that's another story. I don't get involved in that. That's one thing. I thank God I can sleep easy at night because that's a big thing in, in, in the world of football, you know. Yeah. Uh, because the agents obviously need to, but it's, it's more important, I think, for an agent to talk to CEOs and then CEO to talk to the coach, you know, I mean, like, like I try and do it. That's like I've always mm-hmm. done that, you know. And that's important because... Because it's a business he, transaction, right? Yes, yeah, he does okay. that. And then obviously then uh, he says to me, yes or no, I, can you? He says, no, I can't do it because it's too much or I can or I can't. If I do it, then I need to do something else here to get rid of it. That's the game. So people talk about, oh, he's a bad coach. People don't see what or hear what goes on behind the scenes in, 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 in a football club. You know, there's a lot goes mm-hmm. on. You know, the budget is X. Now we can't take that player because now we're going to have to get rid of a player to, to get X, you know? So, yeah. um, it's a, it's a, it's, watch Moneyball. <laughs> but, oh, it, Kevin. you know, yeah, you, know, it's, football, it's the football, you know, and it can't be an endless pit. That's, uh, you know, and yeah. I think this, this whole epidemic now is going to be, is going to go down that road. The endless pit mm-hmm. is, you, got, you know, people need to, you know, cover your bases a little bit. That's why maybe, and, and what I do is if I can get somebody, then I'll say, right, I'll compromise and I'll, t- I'll take two kids and we'll go with them and then we'll, we'll save there and spend there. And that's the, that's the game. That's the game. Balance right? the books. Balance the books, Kevin. Well, thank uh, you so much, man, for your time. Okay, I, I, I can't believe I just saw it now. It's half past seven. But thank you and please keep safe. Uh, we look forward to hopefully at some point, not rushed, where football will be back again uh, for all of our entertainment. Please, Rob, please. And, but yeah. most importantly, the safety and health of the people of the nation. And that's important, you know. Yeah. We don't, we, you know, we don't want this thing to spread and, and uh, we want to come back and life will never be the same again. But, you know, we, we need to get certainly back to a little bit normality. God bless. 100%. Keep training for the comrades for next year. Yeah, I'll kick the bed, the so. block, back under the bed this morning again. But Vesvet's coach, that is Gavin Hunt, thanking him so much indeed for his time tonight. Thank you for all the questions. Oh.